Biblical Answers for Bipolar Depression on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, we are going to address one of those very difficult issues, very real issues that we see in life where people experience very deep and dark struggles in life. And this week on the podcast to address this very difficult issue, uh, we have Dr. John Street. John has been an ACBC member for many, many years. He has been on our board as well for many years. He now serves as the chair of our board of trustees for ACBC. He's also well known as a professor of biblical counseling at the Masters University. He chairs their graduate department of biblical counseling. And he's married to Miss Janie, and they have four children, and he's better known as a grandfather as Paul Paul. And so I'm so glad that he's here with us today to discuss this issue of, of bipolar. John, thank you for being here, and thank you for uh, being willing to address this very difficult issue. Thanks, Dale. It's a pleasure for me to be here. As we think about the subject, that people have all sorts of questions, and, and certainly in a in a short podcast, we can't answer all those questions. But one of the questions that we get regularly about um, this label of bipolar depression is: Can genuine Christians have bipolar symptoms? The short answer to that is really quick. The answer is yes. Hmm. That's really very very possible. And you've got to understand that this is a very complicated issue. Hmm. And uh, there are not uh, simple answers in dealing with an issue like that. But we do know from a lot of studies that have been done that um, a lot of people who suffer from this kind of a problem have a background with certain drugs. Sometimes they can be legal drugs, illegal drugs, uh, or have had a background with alcohol abuse, or Sometimes it's due to a medical condition, for example, Cushing's disease or multiple sclerosis or even some kind of a stroke can produce bipolar kind of symptoms. Mm. Now, Christians are very susceptible to those kind of things if it's a physiological issue and they can begin to manifest bipolar type symptoms if they've had anything like that occur that's been a part of their past. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody that has those particular physiological problems have bipolar Mm -hmm. depression. Mm -hmm. But it does say that there are some bipolar manifestations that can come from those kind of physiological diseases, and the etiology goes back to the disease itself and what's going on in terms of that disease. Mm -hmm. However, I think that the vast majority of bipolar-type depression is not related to any of those diseases. Mm. Um, It can be, especially in the general population where they say that 2.8% of the general U.S. population and 2.4% of the world's population suffers from bipolar disorder. And the vast majority of that is either uh, misuse of drugs or a misuse of some kind of alcohol. Mm. Now, among the Christian scene, I don't think that that is as much so. It's um, going to be quite a bit less in terms of the manifestation because there's going to be quite a bit less misuse of drugs, going to be quite a bit less uh, misuse of alcohol, Mm. unless a person before they were a Christian had that kind of behavior that went on. 
But once that person is a believer and um, is living a generally righteous life and uh, they love the Lord and they understand the gospel, then at that particular point, we have, is it possible for a person like that to have bipolar type symptoms? And the answer is yes. I've counseled those kind of people and it is, um, it is a very difficult disorder or really problem. Mm-hmm. As soon as we put it in the category of a disorder, we kind of equivocate on whether or not it's going to be a physiological problem or not. Mm-hmm. And, and frankly, even the best science that's out there in the world talks about the fact that the science is still not come to a definitive conclusion as to what the physiological cause is. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't physiological things that are operating behind the scenes. However, even if that is the case, we can still approach the spiritual side of this issue Mm -hmm. with people, with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we as Christians should be intimidated by what's going on out there in the world when it comes to uh, people claiming this is primarily just a physiological problem because a lot of placebo studies have demonstrated that working with bipolar people placebos work just as well as antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, and it really is, and that's been proven time and time again, not only in the U S but in Canada in the medical system and in England, mm-hmm. the medical system there, just the typical placebo studies with the use of SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or even herbal medications like mm-hmm. St. John's Ward that's supposed to deal with depression as well. Mm-hmm. Placebos work just as good. Mm-hmm. So if it was a physiological problem, then we would have a much more of a difficult time dealing with this particular issue. Mm-hmm. And placebos obviously wouldn't work mm-hmm. um, in, in, in typical studies. It's really interesting that toddlers and children, we're talking about children from the age of three up to the age of 13, it is very rare to have bipolar type depression symptoms. That's very, very rare. It becomes common or very common in teenagers beginning around the age of 14 all the way through adults age 60. Then it's very common. Then it drops off quite a bit when it comes to the elderly. So if it is a biological problem, then somehow children are somewhat immune from it, and so are many elderly people immune from that problem. We don't find diseases tracking that kind of a pattern. So what what do we conclude? Well, there's a significant part of this that is a that can be addressed spiritually and that's what I usually do in counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And and I think it's helpful that we distinguish between uh, having a label of some sort of "quote unquote" disorder versus having symptoms, uh, we certainly express. Uh, even as Christians, we can express those types of symptoms where uh, we see mood swings and that sort of thing. Uh, but we have to be cautious, even to know what what science is saying about this today. I think is helpful, and so that brings us really to a point where we have to have to begin to distinguish uh, and discern in counseling. How, how do we know the difference between? these things being caused or motivated by spiritual issues or physical issues? 
Well, one of the things that you do need to do is if you're going to counsel someone like this is you've got to gather good data and good background. And part of that is uh, background use on drugs or alcohol, what drugs they've had, what alcohol, what kind of physical problems have they been diagnosed with Cushing's disease or have they been diagnosed in the past with multiple sclerosis or have they've had a stroke that was a part of the past? All of that was is going to be critical in trying to identify, is this more of a physiological problem? Is this primarily a spiritual problem? Mm-hmm. And of course, even if you're able to identify it as a physiological issue that really started their dis- depression or manic uh, swings, even if that's the case, you can still address that from a spiritual level. In fact, the world recognizes that. And in fact, There are many talk therapists that are out in the world who say that talk therapy oftentimes is just as effective as any kind of chemical therapy. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're doing in terms of, as biblical counselors, we're bringing the Word of God and the truth of the Word of God to bear upon the spiritual issues of their life. And their perception of their life and what's going on in their life is really, really critical. So bipolar disorder is... And if you, you're not used to the terminology, sometimes it has been referred to as manic-type depression. But bipolar disorder is where a person swings from a very manic mood or hypomanic, which is kind of less mm-hmm. um, severe, to which where a person experiences a lot of euphoria, uh, a, a lot of um, energy, um, and... I found out, at least in my my counseling, that you can easily divide this down into people who have mild forms of this, people who have more moderate forms of it, and then those who have the more severe. When we're talking about the mild form, we're talking about manic excitement with occasional or frequent downward mood swings towards depression, maybe within the same day. That would actually be a mild form of that. In fact, one of the illustrations I like to use in counseling is anytime you go to a a soccer game or a football game, you can see uh, bipolar behavior on a massive scale, (laughs) all right? Because when when your team is winning, you are euphoric, Mm -hmm. and you're excited, and you're just on top of the world. And the moment your team falls behind, then all of a sudden everybody's in despair. There's bipolar behavior on a massive scale. That's kind of a mild form of it, all within a short amount of time. The moderate form of manic or even hypomanic phase uh, one um, usually requires one or two days in length followed by restless sleep and depressive periods of equal length. Mm. So this is stretched a little bit more where now a person... And this can be more chronic where it reoccurs over and over again. It's still a moderate form of that. And then the more severe form of it is really a manic or hypomanic phase that lasts from seven to 10 days. And that's where a person is very euphoric, very active both day and night. And usually because of that, they are deprived of sleep over those several days that results in several days of severe then depression after that's over with. And, and it's associated also with a lot of suicidal thoughts. That's the severe form of it. Now, how can you tell the difference between the two? Well, 
obviously, unless you're a medical doctor and you can run tests, you're not going to really be able to fully identify as a biblical counselor whether or not there's physiological causes behind it. So it's important that you have someone go to a qualified medical doctor to get a thorough examination. That's Mm -hmm. really important. But let's say, setting that aside, and you're the person you're counseling has already received a pretty thorough medical checkup. They've not been able to find anything that's abnormal in their system or in their processing or there's nothing that's a part of their past that would lead to this. Then let's address this from a spiritual standpoint. And that's what I usually say to people, especially if a counselee says to me, well, what if they've never discovered um, the physical cause of my problem. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Then that's in God's sovereignty too. Mm-hmm. So let's address the spiritual side of this, and then we'll see how God can help you on that particular level. And usually, as time goes on, then and and they, their symptoms begin to improve, just addressing the spiritual perspective on this issue, then the issue of whether or not it's a physical problem becomes less and less pressing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when we think about these types of issues, and, and I think you've de- delineated the difference between uh, physical causality and even spiritual causality, we, we look at people who struggle with uh, these symptoms, and we're still responsible for, for helping them. And so it doesn't mean, even if we describe physical causes, it doesn't mean that we as biblical counselors are obsolete and not necessary. That person still has to respond to whatever they've been diagnosed with from the doctor. And so how well are they responding? They're still responsible to, to respond mm-hmm. to God appropriately. And, and so that brings in the question about medication, certainly. When we think about SSRIs, you mentioned uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and uh, and their value, their, their use to solve the problem. I think we can think about their use in a, in a couple of different ways. Does someone who's on SSRIs, are, are they pursuing the most complete way to solve this problem of bipolar? That is an excellent question. And my answer to that, especially if this person is a Christian and You've got to make sure as a good biblical counselor that you're really dealing with a Christian, because if you're not, then we very commonly say that all counseling is pre-counseling until that person really comes to Christ, um, because their heart is not going to be able to be responsive to the Word of God. But if this person is genuinely a Christian, and there's no physical disease symptomology that's behind it, then addressing that on a spiritual level is not just an option. It is necessary. It's critical for them. Um, They've got to be able to see that this is the way in which they are viewing life. Rather than viewing life from God's perspective, they're viewing life from their own perspective. And as a result of that, they're trying to deal with life in this way. For example, a lot of the studies that have been done on bipolar disorder, one in particular from Harvard University, has indicated that many people who begin to manifest these symptoms are people who have been under stress for a significant amount of time, and eventually it manifests itself in this kind of behavior. Stress is key Mm -hmm. here. So 
That tells me as a counselor, how is that person really dealing with stress? For example, Proverbs 14.30 talks about a tranquil heart is life to the body, Mm. but passion is rottenness to the bones. When you take a look at the terminology that Solomon uses there, when he talks about a tranquil heart, it's talking about a heart that's really at peace. Mm. That doesn't mean that our environment is at peace, but our heart's at peace. And then it goes on and says, but passion, and the word, the Hebrew word for passion there is a word which has to do with agitation. It, when, when a soul or a heart is agitated and over a period of time, will there be certain physiological effects to that person because of that agitation? Hmm. The answer is yes. Can it manifest itself in manic episodes of euphoria and then later on depression and sometimes severe depression and those mood swings that go back and forth? The answer is absolutely yes. Just to give you an illustration of this, I can describe for you, I have in my backyard Hmm. an orange tree Hmm. and it has some of the sweetest oranges on it you've ever had in your life. And if I were to pick one of those oranges and I began to peel that orange, you can smell that sweet orange. You can look at it and see how deep orange it is. Mm. Now, just in describing that, I know that some of the listeners are already salivating. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't have an orange in their environment. There's nothing that they're smelling. Just the mental description of that has caused physiological effects in their body. Mm. All right. Same thing's true with the way in which we think about life. Mm. Are, is there going to be physiological effects in the way that we're dealing with life over a long period of time, especially dealing with stress? Mm. The answer is categorically yes. Mm. And scripture tells us that a tranquil heart is going to bring, bring life to the body. There's mm. going to be a confidence and a stability to life, even though... That doesn't mean that the stress in their environment is gone. It's just that they're dealing with that stress while really trusting the Lord in the midst of it. And that is the work of biblical counseling. And man, I wish we could spend a lot more time talking about this issue. It's certainly a broad and big issue and one that we could say so much more about. The the point, I think, as we boil this down is uh, that we address a person holistically. Uh, We can't allow a secular field to to narrow down one aspect of a person and think that that's addressing a person uh, toward true and legitimate health. We have to begin to address some of the specific spiritual issues that are that arise and to see that there's biblical hope to be found uh, even when dealing with very complex issues like bipolar. That's right. That's exactly right. And I mentioned a little bit earlier about the fact that when a person becomes ex- very severely depressed, they may they may think suicide. Mm. And one of the places that I go to when a person starts doing that, of all places in the Bible, I go to the book of Jonah. If there ever was a man who was given over to suicide, mm. it was him. Mm. I mean, here's a man who um, is running from the Lord. He catches uh, a boat heading in the opposite direction from Nineveh because he doesn't want to go there. The Ninevites are sworn enemies of Israel. He doesn't want to go and preach the gospel to them. And he gets on the boat, and he's perfectly at peace running away from the Lord. He falls asleep in the middle of a storm, and even the secular sailors are scared for their lives. And he's sound asleep, and they have to go wake him up and and bring him up. And rather than repenting, Jonah is suicidal. 
He's so angry. Jonah is the ultimate racist. He is he he doesn't want to see God show his mercy to the Ninevites. And then later on in Jonah chapter 4, when Jonah is confronted by the Lord, he says in verse 2, he says, For I knew, knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow mm-hmm. to anger and abundant in loving kindness, and one who relents concerning calamity. And then he says, in another amazing statement, Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for death is better to me than life. I've had bipolar people say that kind of thing to me. Death is better to me than life. That was Jonah. But he was running from what the Lord really wanted. And then, of course, you know the story on how God causes a gourd to grow up over top of him, shades him from the heat, hot sun. Mm -hmm. And by the way, after being in the belly of a big fish and being bleached white because of the digestive juices there, Mm -hmm. his skin was especially sensitive to the sun. Mm -hmm. And having this gourd grow up over top of him... He the the Bible says when that happened, when God had that happen, he appointed this gourd to do it. It says Jonah was extremely happy about the plant. That was his manic. Mm. He was extremely, and the Hebrew terminology is very clear. He's greatly, greatly glad. Mm. There is his extreme euphoria mm. going on. And then God causes the plant to die. <laughs> mm. And then after that, what does Jonah say? He says in verse 8, death is better to me than life. Mm-hmm. He goes back to suicide again. Yep. How is he processing life? What is a person doing in relationship to the Lord in this way? This becomes really key. John, thank you for a very helpful discussion as we, we talk about this issue of bipolar and the complex problems that people face. And the beautiful thing we can trust in is that God and His Word has given us context uh, and hope uh, to deal with these very difficult and complex problems in life. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, I do want to mention our training centers. If you've enjoyed our podcast in recent days, and specifically this one, talking about complex issues of bipolar, uh, you can hear more teaching on biblical counseling by visiting one of our training centers. We now have over 70 training centers uh, around the U.S., and I want to encourage you to uh, go to the map on our website that demonstrates and shows you where all of our training centers are, and you can find when they're doing training and the biblical counseling training that they're offering uh, at a city and place near you. If you want more information about our training centers or to find the map that shows you where our training centers are located uh, and the training that's offered, please visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.